Father, we thank you uh, for revelation and divine order and the word of the Lord just coming together. And Lord, we just thank you that uh, you've preordained the words that you're going to speak in this moment. Give people ears to hear, eyes to see. And thank you, Lord, that these people that are listening to this now and around the world are not people who will be faint of hearing what you have to say. So thank you for direct words from heaven that shaped the earth. Thank you for your power coming. Thank you for miracles happening. And uh, thank you, Lord, today that we're on divine assignment in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And the Lord says that this is a season of divine order and structure for the body of Christ. And this is a season where uh, the justice of God, the hand of the gavel of justice is falling in the earth. And I say to my people today, do not be dismayed nor look to the right nor to the left, but keep your eyes focused and forward because this will be a forward motion season for the people of God. But you must keep your eyes focused. Focus, 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 focus. For if you focus on the wrong entity or the wrong voice or the wrong thing in this season, you will, you will, uh, you will build incorrectly and you will fail to advance the agenda and the purposes of heaven. And the main call, the Lord says, which has always been the heart, my heart for my people is to delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. For when you delight yourself in the Lord, you free yourself from being hindered by things in your heart that could capture your attention. And the Lord says there's a a three to six month period where I'm shifting the appetite of the American church so that they would delight themselves in the Lord. And as they delight themselves in the Lord, the lens by which they view reality will come and I will cause my people to be elevated and to legislate correctly from the correct position. So lean into me, says the Lord, and position yourself in a place of humility. Position yourself in a place of humility. For what you've even understood about my ways cannot define where I want the people of God to go in this season. And I just see it now again. I've seen this many, many times over the last three months. And we just declare that the justice of God is coming into the earth. And it will not be fueled by the uh, anger of man, but actually by the weight and the righteousness of God who always judges correctly. And we thank you, Lord, that this is a season in the earth where the judgment of who God is, the righteous judge will be known in the earth through the words, the declarations, and the prayers of the people of God. And the Lord says, don't grow weary in well-doing, for even, uh, even the, the uh, presidential election and the, govern- governor, uh, the, the election of the governor in the state are still hanging in the balance So it is critical that you see, pray, and position yourself correctly in this season to birth the purposes of God. 
The Lord says there are certain things that cannot be birthed unless the people of God are positioned correctly in the place of the wall, in the place that I've called them to, so there'll be a realignment of priorities for the people of God all across this nation. And one of the signs, the Lord says, that I'm going to give you, one of the signs I'm going to give you is there's going to be a, 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 an emergence of leaders who have not come forth to the forefront as of yet, but the voice and the things that I'm going to allow them to be released through their mouths and their hearts will come, uh, will need to come forth in this hour, and they will stand in the place of righteousness, and they will not stand for even one ideology or philosophy, but they will stand with the king and the kingdom to bring the appropriate message. And there's a, there's a caution in the spirit for the people of God. There's a caution in the spirit to uh, identify by the Holy Spirit religious structures that have clouded your lens. And there's also a, cluck, a, a, a caution to not allow yourself to see reality through the philosophy of the traditions of men and the ways of men because it will hinder your sight in the purposes of God. And the Lord says, it is my justice, this is not your justice that I desire to do. For many in the body of Christ have stood up and declared their own justice, and because of it, it's been ineffective, and their words have fallen to the ground. So the Lord says, I desire only the justice that I bring, and it's only the justice that I bring that can bring true healing and cause the healing of the land to happen. I want to talk, or I felt like the Lord gave me a very specific message uh, this morning. Lord, we just thank you for your word. Didn't expect all that. Expected some of it. <laughs> it's called walking by faith. Do you know your life will be a whole lot better if you don't try and figure it all out and just obey God? <laughs> I felt like the Lord told me there are six prophetic keys. These are obviously not exhaustive, but six prophetic keys that must define the body of Christ, define the future for the body of Christ. Here's number one. Home and families be must become the foundation for generational discipleship. Homes and families must become the foundation for generational discipleship. And... Uh, what a wonderful celebration today we've had of fathers, but uh, I had this phrase in my heart this morning just as I was collecting what, what God asked me to do this morning, and he said, it's only disciple parents that can actually disciple children. Come on. So if, if your number one commitment is not to delight yourself in the Lord, it's going to be really difficult to lead your family into that commitment. If there's an, it, there should be at some point no options in your life of the choices that you're going to make. There should not be an option of whether you're going to church. It should be what service are we going to. That's right. Come on. Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. Thanks for being hungry, but I, I, I'm going to do what God's asked me to do, and then you Come can on. go do whatever you're going to do tonight. <laughs> Daniel chapter 1 now if you understand the background of this these are, are, are no more than teenagers and uh, their, their nation the nation God's covenant people have been 
overtaken. And the only reason they're overtaken is because that they have given themselves over to idols evil. That is the only way that the enemy had a legal access to God's covenant people. And so we know that they've taken these young men and uh, most, it doesn't, we don't know explicitly from scripture, but most, most commentators will tell you that they were uh, castrated eunuchs because they're not going to let you around. So that's pretty bad. <laughs> and now they've come in service to the king. Daniel chapter one, verse eight. And, and, and the reason he's chosen them is because he wants to train them in the ways of Babylon. Here's why this is so significant. Because if we do not disciple correctly, the world will disciple you. In fact, there's a reason I was emphasizing that in that word, because the Lord spoke to Adam like a week ago. He said, when, the, when, the, when your greatest delight is not the Lord, your heart will be hijacked by a different agenda. Your, your heart does not live in like a de- demilitarized zone. Jesus taught that there's only two types of people building in the earth. Those building correctly and those building incorrectly. He doesn't go, there's not a sort of Christian or believer. So you're either building, you're actually either making a choice in everything that you do that either adds to the foundation of their life or takes away from the foundation. There's no in-between. If you, you know, I know this has not been an issue until the last number of years in America, but you, you're, you're not sort of a man, you are a man. You're not sort of a woman, you are a woman. You're either correctly building or you're incorrectly building. doesn't mean you get it right all the time, but it means that there's a, there's a choice that you've made that I had, you know, the, the song, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. And it's only within that context can you really build correctly. We've, 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 we've lied to people sometimes, like, all you got to do is come up here and say a prayer. No, that might be the door, but you better be ready to go, I'm all in. People get really disappointed because they're like, I thought you told me all I had to say was a prayer. I didn't expect that I, my whole life would change. That's good. That's good. But it'll change for the better. What you have to realize is, and this is just, just, just plain how I think about it, I'm really stupid, God is really smart, and he wants to help my life. It's just an easy way to look at it. The guy who doesn't know anything is talking to the guy who knows all things, and he knows all things that are best for me. But Daniel purposed in his heart, that means his heart was designed and had an intention that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with wine with which he drank. Therefore, he requested chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Stop right there. That's really important because this, he's only a teenage boy. And I am convinced that his parents taught him the ways of the covenant that even though, do you imagine the injustice of this? The injustice of this situation is his whole country has been taken over. He is not going to live like most men, and he has now positioned himself as like, I know I'm in Babylon, but I'm not going to live by Babylon, and I'm either going to die trusting God, or I'm going to prove that my God is greater. And this is a question that I'm asking myself constantly. Can I prove in my life that my God has more fruit than the evil you're walking in?
Verse 17, just for the sake of time. As for these four young men, God gave the knowledge and skill, literature and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now the end of the days, when the king had said that they would be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Then the king interviewed them among them all. None, none was found like none. None was like Daniel, Hannah, Mishael, Ezra, but therefore they served before the king. And all matters of wisdom and understanding. See, it's not just, uh, I have learned, it is not just good enough to bring something to the table. You must, you must display an elevated status in the world that we live in. Yes. About which the king's end, they were found ten times better than all the musicians and astrologers who were, in, who were, all, who were, all, who were in all his realm. So they, to me, the the lesson here, the key lesson that God wants to teach or really emphasize this morning is this, that they were taught in the home and they did not defile themselves when they left, even though they're put in a very difficult situation. Their internal belief system defined how they were going to live in that moment. Second prophetic thing, Corporate corporate prayer and intercessions uh, must birth strategies for nations to be saved and shaped. Corporate prayer and intercessions must birth strategies for nations to be shaped. And I believe one of the things that God is emphasizing is the altar in the home. Making your house, even if it's 15 minutes with your family, just get around, worship the Lord, read the Word of God. I'm going to see my father today. Uh, he would read the Word of God to me every morning. Get home, my mom's an intercessor. And, and, and I, I know... Probably if you're here, this might certainly not apply to you, but a prayer before you eat will not allow you to stand correctly in this season. Oh, That's good, man. That is so good. Yeah, come on. And we have, to, we have to rip off, rip off wasted motion in prayer. What I mean by wasted motion, God, please help us. No, he wants to help you. And we must rip off our own selfish motives where we're trying to get God to do things. But when you align with God and pray with God, there's fruitfulness already. Look at uh, Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2. Verse 8, then the king answered and I said, I know for certain that you would gain time because you see that my decision is firm. If you do not make known to me the dream, there is only one decree for you. For I have agreed to speak lying, corrupt words before me until the time is changed. Therefore, tell me the dream and I shall know that you can give me its interpretation. So the king, the context, I'm moving quickly. The context of this is the king wants an answer to a dream he hasn't told anyone about. The world is mad without God. You're seeing it right now. I mean, the secular prophets are trying to tell us what reality is. The building's burning behind the journalist. He goes, it's a mostly peaceful protest. (laughs) That's insanity. Don't play the crazy game. They want you to. Because once you start agreeing with craziness, you open the door to deception. Look at verse 16. So now he's killing people because no one will tell him about, give an interpretation of a dream that he hasn't told anyone about. He definitely worked for government. Verse 16. (laughs) Forgive me, Lord. (laughs) 
So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time. Notice, he, he goes, why is this so urgent? That's the background. Now he's asking him that he might tell the king the interpretation. This is really key right here. Daniel went into house and made the decision known to Hannah, Mishael, Ezra, and his companions. This is key right here. Corporate intercession. That they might seek the mercies from God of heaven concerning the secret. So we know in a, in a few moments here, in a few verses, that Daniel's the one who gets the understanding, but there's this corporate agreement coming together. Let's believe God to get the answer or else we're going to die. So that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the secret was revealed in Daniel in the night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. And Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his. The wisdom that created the world is yours today if you're in Christ. He changes the times and season. He removes kings and raises kings up. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. I love this, my favorite ver thousand verse in scripture. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. So corporate intercession, prophets and, 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 and intercessors merging together to see and to pray and to bring in strategy and understanding for the body of Christ and for the people of God to reveal the beauty of the king in the middle of chaos. Number three, divine messengers bringing words from heaven to shift the earth for the greatest habitation of the glory of the Lord. John and, and, and the prophet John is, is to me a model for this. He said, we know John said in John chapter 1, verse 23, he said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. We know, according to John 10, 41, John did not do any miracles as a prophet. So the power in his ministry was in the words he spoke. He spoke words that created the place where Jesus now came to live and abide in the earth as never before. And there's coming uh, in the earth, messengers in the earth with weighty words that will shift weather patterns, that will shift regions, that will shift nations. True words from heaven. No wasted words that will shift you, that will deliver people, and that will cause people to be elevated in the purposes of God. This is a season, this is the, the Lord spoke to me the last uh, um, fall as we went into 2020. Uh, he, I, he, uh, he spoke this to me. This is a season of joy and divine order in the body of Christ. I will begin to bring order in the leaders of the body of Christ. For those that I showed great mercy but failed to repent, I will expose ungodliness that uh, uh, from what they've built, uh, what they've built will crumble quickly. My greatest desire is for my uh, leaders to build things that last for generations. I also desire for them to build from an eternal perspective. I'm releasing a cleansing in the body of Christ. Only what is heaven, uh, what it was birthed from heaven will stand and a lifestyle of ungodliness will no longer be tolerated. I'm releasing a fresh baptism of purity and holiness. My people will ascend the hill of the Lord with a pure heart and a clean heart. This is a season of purity and holiness. Holiness is coming back in style. And I call it happy holiness. It's fun changing. 
My desire is for waves of cleansing to come to my house. This is a season of pioneering in the body of Christ as never before. Did I not say I would build my church and the gates of hell would not prevail? In this season, apostolic structures will emerge. New wineskins will emerge that I intend to carry them into eternity. Yes, I'm going to build, build for eternity, build for eternity, build for eternity. Many of the purposes I had for previous generations were not built. They were not built because my people had an earthly perspective. They were bound and, and, and thought things like, this will be efficient. It's not really possible to do it in that way. Yet in this season of pioneering, I want my people, especially my leaders, to be marked with eternity. When you're marked with eternity, you can build for eternity. You can build from one generation to the next, and the purposes of God will be fulfilled. This will be a season of divine messengers on the earth. I saw a close group of pioneers in the earth, and I see them as large flames of fire bringing the word of the Lord. They not only will bring the word of the Lord, but they will release and bring divine uh, strategies. They will birth uh, realities that have not existed before on the earth. They will be from different cultures, backgrounds, and streams. They will be unified and have a unique sound. The words they will release on the earth will carry a weight and authority unlike any other generation. They will call sounds on the earth and unusual patterns as a a sign that the words are truly from heaven. They will speak words from heaven. Their words will call the heavens to be opened, the ground to be shaped as God intends. Words from heaven will penetrate the spears of government and cause uh, my purpose in that spear to be birthed. Words from heaven will be released in cities. It will cause my purposes to be established. Words from heaven will be released in, into economic world systems. and will cause a corruption to be exposed. There is coming in the next three, uh, yeah, next three years and unveiling like never before. I don't even know what that means, so I'll hold that. The systems of man will fail, but if my, pre- my people properly understand the time and the seasons in which they live, if they choose to hear and listen to divine instruction, prosperity and increase will be their portion. I have preordained words from heaven before the foundation of the earth for my people to speak in this season. The words will cause my people to fulfill the plans and the purposes I have for them on the earth, and they will bring great glory to my name. Number four, fivefold ministry will work together to establish the government of God. Just read this Ephesians chapter 4. Somewhat a familiar verse of scripture, but Ephesians 4, verse 4, there is one body, one body, one spirit. The, the, uh, one of Paul's apostolic emphasis was this, that you have a, you're an individual member, but your membership is only expressed 
correctly, uh, can only be expressed correctly when it's known through the body of Christ, and it's only the body of Christ that can correctly, fully display who Jesus is. Sure. Come on, man. I can replicate, you can replicate who Jesus is supposed to be through your life. But the complete expression of that cannot take place outside of the corporate context. And that's why part of the world is in such uh, uh, trouble because there have been incorrect expressions and there have been dysfunctional expressions and the world is not interested in dysfunctional expressions of who Jesus is. One body, one spirit, just as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts to men. Now this he ascended, what does also mean? But he also descended into lower parts of the earth. He who descended is, is also the one who ascended far above the heavens that he might fill all things. It's really important because he's telling us, uh, and, he, and of course he's going to categorize a five-fold ministry, but his expression there is the book of Psalms when Israel would win a victory, they would put the spoils on a mountain and everyone would see it and they would get to, uh, they would get to uh, have a part in the spoils. So he says, one of the parts of the spoils that I've given, because I operated in all five offices. This is also really important for your discipleship. You should never fall in with one expression or one office, or else you will be dysfunctional. If you eat Cinnabons all the time, you will not be a healthy person. You might be a happy, fat person, but you will not be a healthy person. And some people are happy in their religious ignorance. So he's telling us one of the fruits, one of the victors is that I gave gifts unto men. Now there's not one office or one ministry that can equip you properly, but I've put men and women. I like women preachers. I think a woman can do anything a man can do as long as God called her to do it. We bless you out there. You're a blessing. Come on. But it's only through these functioning, these are gifts I gave to you. That's why the enemy works so hard to separate and even cause offense between fivefold ministers because it's only through these things that the body of Christ can be fully equipped. Where you're not receiving from one of these gifts, you will be dysfunctional in a certain way. And he himself, who is it? Jesus himself gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. What did he give them for? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. So they have to come together, and they have to come together to uh, equip the people for the work of the ministry, and that is only when the people of God can become mature. Now, part of your function, if, you don't, if you're not called to one of those fivefold offices, part of your function is to take um, personal responsibility for yourself so that you mature in the things of God. Because there are deep things that God wants to release during this season. But what happens sometimes, those we Jesus taught us, I have many things to tell you, but I cannot bear them now. Means he can't tell every he couldn't tell everything he wanted to say. He's got to piece it out 
build truth upon truth upon truth. Your life is supposed to be built by revelation. It doesn't make the old uh, incorrect. What I learned 10 years ago is not irrelevant. It's just I'm building on those things. But what happens is, what, what happens is, listen to me, Linda. <laughs> I'm not talking about perfection, but when you, are, when you are not aligning yourself correctly, you're coming into a room like this, you're coming into a beautiful environment like this, where God wants to instruct you in the deep things of God, the instructions of heaven. But if you can't even learn how to forgive correctly or you're mad at sister so-and-so over here and you're like, I've been in the church 15 years, nobody respect me and you know, they didn't even call me a prophet, I'm a prophet. You know, All these things are floating in the atmosphere of a community so we got to like break it down like, okay, forgive each other, love each other, be nice to each other. You know, okay, you know, give her a hug, it's going to be okay. And so we're dealing with low level stuff that should already be like, like, I'm not asking you to be perfect. I'm asking you to attempt by the grace of God to become a mature believer and maybe not come to every service at new day with your iPhone out wanting someone to give you a prophetic word. Maybe you should just pray and get your own word for some time. Man, I will love you. I'll help you. But sometimes you don't need a prophetic word. You just need to read the word. And you are looking, you, you are looking to spiritual things to puff you up to make it through the week. God doesn't want you to make it through the week. He wants to teach you how to overcome day after day after day after day. Number five, learning to see humanity through the lens of God's mercy and goodness. It's really important. Look at Daniel chapter four. If you haven't noticed, I've spent a lot of time in the book of Daniel. The Lord mandated me probably five or six years ago, so I read it over and over again. And then I read chapter two. Sometimes it takes me two weeks to move past it because like, this is really powerful. <laughs> They're like, what notes do you have on it? Uh, I just know it's really powerful right now. <laughs> I'm going to pray in tongues more, figure it out. You know, it's really true, right? Daniel chapter 4. Then Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, was astonished for a time, and his thoughts troubled him. So the king spoke to Belshazzar and said, Do not let the dream or its interpretation trouble you. Obviously, he said, he said Hey, I've had this dream, and I need the interpretation. What, this, is, this is always so fascinating to me, is that Daniel served the equivalent to about three Saddam Husseins during his lifetime. He definitely was not protesting in the streets. That's not a word about protest, I'm just saying. <laughs> Got very quiet there. But <laughs> I'm about to touch on that in a minute anyway. But the point I'm making there, I'm not saying we don't speak against injustice or we don't protest things. The point I'm making is that was not an approach that was an option to him. This man was oppressing his whole nation. And he's got this dream that he's going to him that he wants interpretation for. And, and this is what he says. And he answered, may the Lord, may the dream concern those who hate you and its interpretation concern your enemies. He didn't tell this guy, listen, you're sowing what you reap. 
you're mad, you're murdering babies, and this is what's going to happen to you. You're a Democrat, that's what your problem is. So, <laughs> he didn't say that. He didn't say that. He said, I'm wishing this evil will not come upon you. In fact, if you read, I encourage you to read it. He actually prays, he's like, hey, why don't you maybe repent and live righteously that God would relent from what he's going to do. This is an evil man, but he's seeing him through the lens of God's goodness. Be very honest. I'm always honest. Sometimes I'm honest in things I shouldn't share, but I'm going to be honest today uh, uh, about this. Maybe about a week ago, I was watching uh, the governor's um, press conference. I don't watch it a lot um, because I want to stay saved. And um, (laughs) and I got angry. I got angry at something he said. And I had to adjust myself for 15 minutes. (laughs) I did. I'm just telling you how I process these things. And the Lord said to me, you haven't prayed for him the last two days. Every morning, I pray for him. I got back on the wall. This is a man who needs God's mercy and help and needs my prayers at this time. I don't know the weight that is on him. So God, help him. Because he couldn't be there unless you allowed it. So, this is a question you have to ask yourself, really, really important. What is informing the lens by which you define reality? I'm going to say something, and you just need to let me finish saying it. The statement, Black Lives Matter, is not wrong to say. The statement, All Lives Matter, is not wrong to say. But those statements are not found in Scripture. So we have to be careful how we articulate and communicate through a lens that it's not being hijacked by a Babylonian world system viewpoint that causes the way we approach the world correctly. We are in a Joshua chapter 5 moment. Turn to this. verse 13. It came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked. A man stood opposite with him with the sword in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you, are you for us or, or are you for our adversaries? Are you Trump or never Trump? Are you for Black Lives Matter or no Black Lives Matter? White, sci- white science is white violence. All these things. Trying to capture your attention. And believers who are participating in a narrative orchestrated by the enemy. Oh, I can post something by this black girl, Candace Owens, because I agree with her. You've already perverted the narrative by which you're communicating because you're, you're communicating through the lens of race and culture. 
course I see color. Lord Jesus, this is the dumbest thing you ever said. I don't see color. Are you blind? <laughs> God created culture. God created yes. beauty. But when I invite Ruth, I don't think, oh, glory to God, I'm a feminist, I'm bringing a woman to preach. I just think of her as a woman who God has called. I've had whites, I've had blacks invited to the pulpit. I don't think, awesome, look at this, I got a black guy in the pulpit. I have a man of God in the pulpit. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, yes, come on. And our culture and our upbringing the things we've suffered, the things African Americans have suffered in America, they're all part of how we view the lens of reality. But we have to be careful and, and, and I, because you have to preface these statements right now as leaders. I'm a minority in America. Brown skin. I was just taught a certain way how I grew up. And I was taught by my parents, if you trust God, you can move and operate in any environment because they yes. won't care what color you are because you got God on the inside yes. of you. Jesus. And there are racist people in this world that won't like you because of your skin color. But you can forgive them. Yes. You, can work for, you can work against injustice in the world. Good parents. Good parents. You stand for righteousness. But this is really important right here. I'm not saying any of these things are, are, are wrong or unjust in themselves. I'm just saying if they are the lens by which you view it as a believer, your focus and your expression will be distorted in this season. Because God has a certain agenda. Hey, this is his answer. This is it right here. So he said, no. But I have come as a commander of the army of the Lord and I have come now. Sign. So I'm not for you. I'm not for Republicans. I'm not for Democrats. I'm not for making American great. I'm for God. And here's just some encouragement. Please be kind enough to let other believers have different conclusions sometimes than you. And not be so Sean Hannitized that you destroy them and you don't even let them speak. Or whoever your favorite person is. I enjoy, I enjoy listening to certain people. I think they're brilliant. I think, wow, that's really interesting. I, I, I'm not an expert on that, but maybe I need to learn something more on that. This is it right here. This is what I've done with the Lord. Oh, I have lots of thoughts of what's happening in the world right now. The Lord told me a lot of my thoughts are not necessary right now. This is where I've been. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped the Lord and said, What does my Lord say to his servant? Job is not to figure out the world. Your job is... To serve what God's asked you to do right here, right now. I'm not saying don't speak against injustice. I'm not saying don't protest if you don't feel you feel like called to protest. I'm not saying any of those things. But it's gotta be through the correct lens or else it becomes distorted. Yes. 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 Y
And I do believe that many in the body of Christ, their lens has been hijacked by wrong philosophies and wrong systems. And what they're saying will continue to uh, perpetuate a cycle of unrest and ugliness in the earth. And also, adding to the racism in the earth. And I said it the other night. Racism is just a symptom right now. The thing that's trying to rule right now is anti-Christ and lawlessness. This racism, is it part of the narrative? The enemy doesn't usually tell you exactly what he's doing. Mm, I'll give you just an example. I am landing the plane here. Um, Common thing, unfortunately, for um, men today. Battling pornography and perversion. That's a nasty thing. No shame, no blame if you're struggling with that, but you can be free. Not half free, completely free. And that is a demon that he will make you serve him. And then he'll make you want to kill yourself when you serve him. Because you hate yourself for what it makes you do. But usually, a lot of times, the issue is not perversion with the man. The issue... That ruling demon on that man is rejection. So racism is a symptom right now. Do there things that need to be adjusted? Yes. But it's anti-Christ, lawlessness, dividing, judgments against each other. Because in that place, even in a nation, he knows where there's unity, there's a commanded blessing. Where I can break people apart. I can cause disunity to come and make it very difficult for the purposes of God to be established. There's a reason that when Jesus brought his disciples together, they were from completely diverse backgrounds. One is almost like a terrorist. Other one's a fisherman. Other one's a tax collector who stole from his own people. You cannot create unity outside of the kingdom of God. Some people are trying to create unity. It is Unity has already been created by the kingdom of God. So when you step into the kingdom of God correctly, you're united. You're not like, come on, be unified, love each other. It doesn't work like that. When you love Jesus and you're under the banner of the king, that unity is already there and our differences do not define us. It is our love for the Lord and the kingdom of God that define us. I, I know it's. I'm almost done. Because I get the, gla- the, the, uh, the, the golf claps at the end. Here's the final one. The people of God learning and understanding new paradigms from which to relate to the world. I'm just going to read part of this prophetic word the Lord gave me in the, the fall. For this year. In this season, 
divine strategy, divine wisdom, divine understanding, and divine birthing will occur. A desire and new renaissance to be released through the body of Christ. It will cause the eyes of humanity to be turned toward the beauty created by my sons and daughters. If you seek me for understanding, it will be found. The wisdom to birth the dream I have placed in your heart will be your portion. This is a season of unique and divine strategies from heaven. They are being released on the earth for those who have a listening and attentive ear. I'm releasing immense grace for my people to wait on the Lord. Listen to the word of the Lord and receive great wisdom for the application of the word of the Lord. In this season, my great desire is to release divine words from heaven. These words will quickly and speedily come to pass as my people lean into me with corresponding wisdom. I'm releasing keys that will unlock the manifestation of prophetic words and mantles, some given long ago. Indeed, this is a season where the just shall walk by faith as never before. I want to enlarge my people's vision and ability to see and hear from heaven. So position yourself properly and be prepared to take action like no other in this season. For I desire great impact. The door to great impact and influences in the nations of the earth is through greater faith and trust in the words I speak. I'm inviting my people to co-labor with me as never before. I'm establishing my purposes and my blueprint. I saw an angel and it appears to be like uh, uh, the, the words that can describe him was this a- ancient angel. And I believe he's holding scrolls that represent plans and purposes and God's desire for the earth. The Lord says, indeed, my thoughts and plans for the earth are far beyond what the great majority of my people are dreaming. So I desire for my people to have an elevated revelation of me. When they see me properly, I will cause them to think and to dream properly. My desire for my people across the globe is for reformation. It is my desire for them to act and manifest what has not been previously done. As my people receive my blueprints for the earth, I desire to finance their vision from unusual sources. My people's ability to receive God-given vision will define the resources they receive. Do you receive this word today? If you receive this word, just lift your hands. There's just an anointing. Right now. Father, by the authority you've given me, I just loose your people. I loose your people to become everything you've called them to become. And I just say, there's a sound from heaven and a preceding word because you said that man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word. So thank you, Lord, for allowing our highest delight to be in the word of God. Thank you, Lord, that there's an open heaven for visions, dreams, signs, and wonders in this team. Thank you, Lord, because you're anointing people's ears to hear. want to say, Lord, I present myself as a living sacrifice. There's just like words. There's like this impartation just to hear everything God has to say. Just one, two, three. Just stand to your feet. Oh! Whoa! 
Father, I believe as best I know how I've done what you've asked me to do here today. So I bless your people to become everything you've created them to be. I thank you that there's a fresh oil. I just see oil falling upon us today. Fresh oil to touch your ears and your eyes to hear and to see. Freely, as a prophet of the Lord, I just say your hearing and your seeing will go to a new place today. I say divine order, the gavel of divine justice is flowing in your life. I say every injustice you've experienced is being turned around. I say all things work together for good to those who love God. I declare by the authority you've given me, God, that New Day Church will be a city set on a hill, a light shining in darkness. I declare that there'll be a renaissance in the arts through the group of people here. I declare that they'll create beautiful things that cause people to encounter the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I declare that every tongue, every tribe, and every nation will come and gather in this room. Indians, ex-Muslims, God homosexuals, delivered, gay community, we say, come in, in Jesus' name, you're welcome, you're welcome at the Father's house, you're welcome at the Father's house. You are welcome, you are welcome, you are welcome at the Father's house. We declare prodigals coming home, we say those who are hurt, those who were hurt and left the gathered community, we say, come home in Jesus' name. And Father, I declare that uh, in the next five years that there, there now is a resurgence now of church planning out of this place. I just say that that, uh, the, that call, that assignment to build, not only here in the United States, but around the world would come in Jesus' name. from the Lord for just a few more moments. There's like a impartation in the unseen realm. It's just a moment for you just to receive from the Lord.